0: Greetings, fellow Slingers, and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast, Episode 17. It is I, your trusted DM, Brian, and I'm not alone this evening. I have with me a very special guest, one of the co-hosts of the Glass Cannon Podcast, Skidmar. Now, everybody put your hands together and give this man a nice warm welcome. How you doing, man?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. Thanks for coming on board. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, So I just wanted to go through, ask you a couple questions, get to kind of know you, let the all few of my listeners know that hey, you're there, man.
1: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That sounds great.
0: All right. Well, just uh, is there anything you want to ask me before we begin, or
1: Uh, what's what's your background?
0: My background. I've been. uh, I was playing basic D and D back in eighty three. And I played up to about eighty seven when I got a job and found girls and then uh okay <laughs> yeah i got I got back Good for in, you yeah thanks uh I got back into it about uh ninety seven where we started playing some more second edition and then uh I got married and all that stuff and had kids, sold off of my books, and then repurchased all my books and then uh, started rebuying all the basic stuff, and my buddy was telling me about... I think Ford. I
1: see some of them behind you on the bookshelf.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can see all that stuff. Upper like, left, I see I see all the old D&D stuff there.
0: Yeah, then I, I found out about <laughs> Pathfinder, and I was like, yeah, what is Pathfinder? And somebody had mentioned it was the 3.5 rule set. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then that core rule book was just like 60 bucks or something. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll check that out on Amazon. So I slowly started... <laughs> Developing my library of those books, and I just, I think that Paizo's got a great presentation compared to, to other, other books out there, other systems out there, including yeah, the fourth totally. edition that I was playing. And mm. anyways, what about your background? I, I know that you've been playing for quite some time, right?
1: Yeah, I started playing. Uh, I think I started playing in 1980 uh, with the Red Box, and then I moved pretty quickly to uh advanced uh i think like 82 or something i moved on to advanced and then i played i played that for a while i don't think i ever even got into second edition i think i kind of moved on uh i stopped playing in like sophomore year of high school or something that was the last time i played and then i didn't really play again until like 99 like after college i was in a show uh, and turns out like a bunch of the other guys in the show used to play and we we're like, Hey, well, let's start a campaign. And so we did. And I've been playing ever
0: since. Yeah. It's amazing. Like how many people play the game that you don't know, play the game until you get to know that, yeah. that side of them. They're like, Oh, you know, it's funny. Cause I knew that there was some of the kids like in junior high, there was this really tough looking kid and he lived like right down the street from me. And we became fast friends just because he played D anD D. You know, it's yeah. just You know, so I, I didn't have a lot of money, so I, I kept running through like the basic and expert and companion sets, but they would incorporate their their first edition rules to them, so we kind of gel those together and stuff, and
1: yeah, you know, yeah.
0: run the monster That's manual funny. and the fiend folio and all that that badass yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but so I guess we're already going through this thing right now. I don't really have to get yeah. much of a an introduction other than to say. Greetings, fellow Slingers, and welcome back to Roll the Hard 20, and my special guest, Skidmar.
1: Hi! Hi, I'm everybody. Skid.
0: He's known as uh, Galaburus the Cleric, Nestor Coyne, uh Pembroke the Potent, and of <laughs> course, Dr. Friss, which I gotta say, I love Dr. Friss, because oh, thank you. I was watching The Expanse right about the time you guys came out with your androids and aliens, I was like, oh man, that's that... that one belter guy. I love that guy's voice. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause I guess you put together a YouTube video on that guy, like all of his, his talks and stuff.
1: Yeah, that was what, cause I, my favorite, like, I love that show too. Um, and I started reading the books and everything. I got really into it. I love, I love good, like smart science based sci-fi and Ex- expanse, I think is a great example of that. And it has some great talent on the show too, including Jared Harris, who's one of my favorite actors, Yes, and his and so they came up with a dialect for the people who grew up. Uh, there's generations of people who were raised uh, in miners in the asteroid belt, and uh, so it's this kind of uh, combination of like of English, like and uh, sort of West African and Chinese and like some of these things. So it's like this melange. And Jared Harris, I thought that the best version of that, the one that I wanted to most emulate. So I did. I cut together a compilation of every single scene that he had in that show. And I put it up on YouTube and uh, and his wife found it. Uh, And she was like uh, Jared Harris's wife. And she was like, oh, look, somebody did this. It's like, oh, this is so cool. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like I'm trying to learn the accent. And uh, and she was just like, oh, that's so funny because he is about to get on a plane right now. If he weren't, I would ask him to do, like, a quick tutorial session with you. Like, oh, the man. Like, yeah, I was like, you know, well, I could work on his schedule, like, whatever.
0: That's, but, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, in yeah. fact, when I was putting together a, a home campaign, I was going to have one of the main, like, tribes speak that. And then I heard you speak, and I'm like, oh, man. I can't. I, <laughs> there's no way I could come close to that. That's just, that's amazing. I you know. I, I got to oh, tell you, I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm a really big fan of your role playing. I mean, just the the stuff that you put together. You have earned every bottle cap that you've that you've won, and oh, you, you thank should you. steal more because there's no way that you don't deserve more. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like recently, you were out in my neck of the woods, out here in California, and you, when you guys played at the Bootleg Theater and Troy had put on the the Strange Aeons Adventure yes. Path, that was actually really cool. I enjoyed that. I had a In fact, that's the first time I met you in person Mm -hmm. and uh, you described your character as being portrayed by Bruce Spence, the gyro captor from captain from the road warrior. Yeah. The guy that yelled, yeah, in the audience was me. Oh, that was you. I think we're the only two oldest people in that room that religiously have watched that movie.
1: So. I figured there would be one person that would really get excited by that.
0: Dude, I, heard I, like, that. I, I
1: figured there's like this, this one guy out there who's going to get super excited when I say <laughs> Bruce Spence. And that, it makes sense that it was you. So that's awesome.
0: A quick fella might have a weapon under there. I'd have to pin <laughs> his head to their panel. Man, I love that movie.
1: <laughs> it's so cool. I, yeah, I love. I was actually, I was watching the original, original Mad Max. I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now.
0: Is that the one where they dubbed his voice or the one where they left his voice in?
1: Um, I think, I think it, they it's, it's all the original dialogue, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's just like, it's a very, it's like, I remember watching it as a kid, but I only watched it like maybe twice because it just, it's a totally different kind of story than Road Warrior. Or it's Thunderdome a slow or burn.
0: It's definitely a yeah. slow burn. Yeah. And you want to wait till the end where he's got that guy in the handcuffs and he throws that hacksaw down there and he's like, all right, man, see you later. <laughs> yeah. And the guy just never yeah. makes it out. It's like, you could see the evolution of his character,
1: Yeah, but it, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's, it's wild. Cause they're, they're two totally different movies with the same character, but they've got two different tones to them. Definitely.
1: Yeah, two completely different feels, but, uh, but yeah, it's still, it's still great. But yeah, Bruce Spence is just, is awesome.
0: Now, when you guys put on your podcast, do you, guys, do you ever listen to your own podcast, like reflect back on it or listen to any of the chronological stuff that goes on? Or
1: Yeah, I do sometimes. I used to listen when we first started, like the first like year and a half, I listened, I listened every week. Um, and then I just got kind of uh, caught up in other things. But um, yeah, if there's like an important moment, I'll go back and like listen to something. It's like, what happened? It's like, I'm trying to remember like an event or something from like past episodes. Uh, one thing that I do do is my own, the podcasts that I'm running where I'm GMing the game. The uh, Ruins of, of, Aslan. of the Lost Continent. Uh, I, am, I do listen to that. I listen to every episode of that just so I can put together notes.
0: Repeat that name uh, again. I'm sorry, repeat that name.
1: It's uh, Raiders of the Lost Continent.
0: Right, of the Ruins uh, of Aslant. Adventure path, yeah, the right? Ruins yeah. of Aslan adventure. I think path. we kind of crossed at the same time. I want to make sure everybody can hear your. Oh sure, please go on.
1: Uh, yeah, so I listened to every episode of that, and then like uh, like before before the next session, then I just put together like a bunch of bullet point notes for uh, for next time, just so I know where where I'm at. Um, but yeah,
0: what made you decide on on doing the Raiders of the Lost Continent, the Ruins of Aslan adventure path?
1: Uh there were a few that I was looking at. I was looking at Iron Fang Invasion. Um that and a couple other ones. Iron Fang Invasion, I ultimately I, like I wanted to do, do something kind of old school. <clears throat> That's kind of like the more like the adventures that I played as a kid. The big one, the one that I loved when I was playing initially was my friends and I did the uh Scourge of the Slave Lord super module. Okay. Uh, which i don't know if you remember but it it incorporated like against the giants and right right
0: okay yeah i know what you're talking about in fact that they yeah. have the the commemorative one that they re-released years a couple years ago i went and picked that up i was like yeah i got to get that oh nice yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's great uh and it's actually like it's it, it, it it's i can't remember it like it, it incorporates modules but that it ends up Going into against the giants, I think, which we never got to, but cause they never used to do that. Like DD never used to have these like big overarching adventures. Everything was like basically self-contained 30 page modules and, uh, Scourge of the Slave Lords was the first kind of like long form, uh, story that yeah, they, they did.
0: They covered three modules, I think at the time, didn't they? That where they? Yeah, because like, it was all encompassing. Of three.
1: Yeah, they were, they the, yeah, these like three three module series, like the A1, A2, A3, like the Against the Giants, you know. Um, but this was the first one that would take characters, I think it was from like level one to level six. And that was really, I, I was just like really intrigued by that. But anyway, I just wanted to do something with that kind of old school feel. So I was looking at Iron Fang Invasion, but the problem with that one is that the first chapter of it is very sandboxy. And that would not make for good radio, I thought. So uh, I ended up, and there was one, there was another one I was looking at, a couple of those I was looking at. But the one, the reason I chose uh, Ruins of Aslant was because I love—I was a huge fan of Lost. Yeah, the TV show, and I love—I've always been intrigued by Roanoke, the lost colony of Roanoke. And it has those two kinds of elements. It's just like, and the prisoner, like I love like the prisoner, the TV show. And there's, I just love the fact of these ancient, like super ancient cultures and uh, colonists, like going out, like into this, into this mystery, like, like, like several millennia old mystery and like discovering it and just weird stuff, like cropping up on this island (laughs) Uh, I was just really and and the chance to explore the Aslante society because I've ran Rise of the Rune Lords, which concerns mostly uh, Thessalonian uh, cultures. These are the two like rival empires like ten thousand years ago before this great cataclysm on the planet that takes Pathfinder takes place on. And uh, so I've really done a lot of stuff with the, the Thessalonian Empire. I wanted to see what the Azlanti Aslante Empire had to offer, and so. Uh, and it's great. Like I love, like the the story's fantastic. The underlying mystery is really awesome. And uh, ultimately, the guys have come up with really great characters uh, that have come together in a really interesting way. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 very happy with with it, and I'm I'm glad I picked it.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. In fact, I I'm like a collector of the sense where if I start buying something, I like to to try to complete, you know. The collection stuff, and eventually I'll get around to picking that up. But that's like the last AP I want to look at because I don't want to spoil anything that you guys have got going on on your end. Okay. I mean, I just <laughs>
1: you
0: know because you guys weave tales that are just outside of the normal narrative of the AP themselves. You know where you start bringing in the backstories of the characters, you start bringing in uh, NPCs that may have influenced those PCs through their their earlier years and things, and that's the kind of stuff that I see that you guys really rock on. And I I remember for many years, I've been listening to podcasts, probably like eight years. And most of the D&D podcasts were just about people that sit down and and talk about the mechanics. I was Mm -hmm. looking for a podcast that actually put those mechanics to the test. And I Mm -hmm. specifically wanted a Pathfinder one. And it was while listening to the No Direction podcast where Ryan and Parham had interviewed Troy. I think you were writing in during that time when, when Troy was on there. It was like, This is what I've been looking for. And in fact, I I had heard the podcast while I was at work. So I wrote down the glass cannon podcast real fast somewhere. And then that's where I just started just shotgunning through your stuff. And I remember telling my buddy who works next to me, you got to listen to this. And, you know, after a couple of hecklers, you know, I eventually got him to start (laughs) listening to it. He's the one that joined me at your at your bootleg theater. In fact, he bought bought the tickets for us, you know, so I mean, he, he really digs you guys, too. But, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's that's like I, I really enjoy listening to the different mechanics of that. Pre, you know, currently I'm I'm running with the fifth edition rule set only because most of my players have already used that, and trying to get them to to move over to Pathfinder is just too expensive right now. It's a huge yeah. buy-in, but I'm hoping that with once they correct the second edition stuff, that it might be more user friendly for us to make that switch. Because yeah, I, I totally. just think Paizo just has what it takes. You know, they just got they got a good group of, of Christmas gnomes working on this stuff, you know, just banging yeah. this thing out. It, it's, it's excellent.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I, I have gotten to know a lot of them <clears throat> as over the course of doing this, the podcasts, and they're great. And that was the thing that attra- attracted me to Paizo and Pathfinder in the first place more than anything was the quality of the writing, like the adventure writing.
0: It's incredible. Uh,
1: yeah. And the the fact that the the mechanics kind of feel more like they captured the feel of the Dungeons and Dragons that I grew up playing way better. Because I was, I was in a four, fourth edition campaign, too.
0: I too love 4E. I really do.
1: Yeah, I was, and I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like E. Oh, so I was like,
0: close my, close my camera. We're <laughs> out of here. I got to delete this. We player. have
1: to fight now. Um, but, um, but no, I was, you know, I mean, I was, I was having fun. But it was like a lot of the stuff. It was the same complaints that like so many Pathfinder players now have. It's just like it felt like too much. Like they were trying to emulate some kind of World of Warcraft, like computer MMORPG and trying to attract, you know, that kind of player. And it's just like, no, I'm a tabletop player. Like I want to play a tabletop game. I want to play a game geared towards tabletop. And so, you know, one of my friends, uh, was in like, he told me about Pathfinder and he told me the whole story of it. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you know this story. I don't know how many people know this story, but I was talking to Jason Bullman, uh, who kind of invented the game. He like invented Pathfinder. Yeah. He took his homebrew
0: notes, right? What's that? I think he he'd taken his homebrew notes and gave them yeah. to um, Lisa Stevens, and that that's right, how that's they right. they put together the core rulebook for Pathfinder. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally, yeah. And um, but the, it was so funny because the name, the code name that he gave for the first draft of the rule set was Mon Mothma.
0: Oh, no kidding!
1: Yeah, I like that. I was just like, and I because I saw because we were at Gen Con a couple years ago. I'm and a Star
0: Wars fan, by the way, so. I'm not, I'm also, not saying I'm that. Shocked. I'm <laughs> what shocked. What are the odds, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> what are the odds, that. So <laughs> it's a it's trap. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> so, I, but I saw it because at Gen Con 50, I think it was 50, uh, they had the, or whatever, the, two years ago, whatever the Gen Con was, in Indy, on the uh, Lucas oil field where the in, Indianapolis Colts play, they had like a kind of pop-up museum of role-playing history. And that first uh, draft, Jason's first draft, was sitting in a case and said Mon Mothma on it. And I was just like, why, "Why? would he call it Mon Mothma? Like, why would that be the code name?" And I figured out, I figured it out, because she had, because Mon Mothma has that line in Return of the Jedi where she says, "The Empire has made a critical error," right? Right. And it's like that was our time to strike. And I and I figured it was just like that's what. I think Jason is talking about fourth edition and how they messed up. And now is the time for him to introduce his system. And I asked him about it and he was like, you're right. That's exactly it. And that's you know, cool. I've never been more proud of myself. <laughs> that is hundred percent. My proudest moment that I've ever had.
0: That is great. That's totally excellent. That's but like, isn't that cool? That's like, isn't
1: that like a cool thing?
0: But the, the geek crown on that's like crowned <laughs> no, you like, king. That's amazing. A, yeah. It's,
1: yeah it's, I love that. That's well. awesome.
0: That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that all those guys over at Pathfinder and Paizo, they're just really approachable people. And, you know, I've never been to PaizoCon, so I imagine it being this huge place. But, you know, I don't know. It's just some of the pictures I see from the No Direction stuff, it, it makes it seem like it's more um, like a cozier Environment, you know. That yeah, everybody's. It's
1: way more. It's way more intimate than most of these other cons. Like, well, let like Gen Con or what other cons do you do? Do you go to a lot of cons? Or have I haven't been, been, been
0: to any cons I, for me to try to convince my wife that I'm going to go hang out in a in a hotel with a bunch of other nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. a nerd at heart. I don't know how she gets. You know, I guess she loves me. She really loves me. But it's like, that's yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll support it. But when I'm not going to fly you out to it, you know, that's. It's probably her mentality. So. But, yeah, uh,
1: well, it's, I mean, they're great. It's fun. I get sick every single time, but, uh, but PaizoCon, yeah, it's like, it's smaller. It's like, you really get to know everybody and all the Paizo guys are there and like, you can talk to them and you can talk shop and there's this games running all the time. And, uh, yeah, everybody there is like super into, you know, Pathfinder and all that stuff. And it's a really good place to meet like, uh, kindred spirits. Uh, but we we had a great time last time, so we can't wait for the next one.
0: Well, that is amazing. I'm um, moving on, on to this part. Uh, listening to your podcast, you know, it, it's really inspired me to do my own thing, but for that, you need like a group, obviously, uh, and a dedicated group at that, and that's what the Glass Cannon podcast is. Uh, now, everyone on the GCP is dedicated, and you guys really set the bar high. You got the best audio. You got great camaraderie. Uh, you guys are all different ages, so I think it really hits You know, a whole slew of age ranges uh did you really know before everyone started this what kind of a juggernaut this thing was going to become no, no we had no idea i mean holy <laughs> crap dude this this thing is like <laughs> lightning in a bottle and i see like plenty of other podcasts starting to emerge and not just like dnd ones which there are plenty of those but even pathfinder ones whereas like a couple years ago they were like you couldn't even find one. That's why when I wrote yours down, I was like, Oh my gosh, somebody actually did one of these. And you guys don't just have like a microphone sitting in the middle of the table and you know, people <laughs> eating and stuff. I mean, you guys are got the headset, you guys are dedicated, you guys got your thing going on. How did you guys go about um making the decision that you should start recording your podcast? Who's whose idea was it to I mean, was it already a weekly group and
1: well, I think what was happening at the time was I was running I was in a Jade Region campaign with Joe and Troy and Grant sat in a couple of times on that one so they knew Grant and Grant was in my Rise of the Rune Lords
0: campaign. The new Grant running. did you did you like replace him with a replicant or something? I mean the new Grant.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's still original original Grant. Simulacrum. <laughs> um, but uh well, that was the thing was in our Jade region campaign, we had a character who was a, a Magus class and we had, we set him up so that his backstory was that he had like multiple personality disorder. And so he was our guest, our guest character. He's like a, our our, guests, uh, our, 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 our loner car. Oh, okay. So anyone who wanted to come in and just play a session or two, they could come in and run that character and they would come up with whatever personality they wanted for him. And that would be one of his personalities. And then they would just like, and if they came back, like that, that personality would reemerge. So it, be, it, it got to be really, like really interesting. And then Grant would, he came in and like he, he would play that character a couple
0: of times. That's a cool dynamic though for a guest PC is they have them have uh, an identity disorder like that where anybody can play this person however they yeah. want. That's really cool.
1: I recommend that to anybody who wants to do something. Like that. that was Joe's idea, and I've uh, that I was like, "That's brilliant! Like, that's so great!" And it ended up adding so much to the story, and uh, yeah, it got to be it really it was a it was a window, it was an opening for anybody to come in and do whatever they wanted with this with this character, you know. So, and to make sense within the world of the story, uh, which was important to us too. Um, but I think what happened originally was. I was listening to Nerd Poker, uh, which I don't know if you've listened to, but it was, uh, I think it's still going, but it's Brian Posain's, uh podcast where he and his friends are playing a homebrew uh, fourth edition. I think they started it fourth. It was a D&D campaign. And it was really good. And it was super funny, but they didn't take it very seriously. And I told Joe and Troy about it. And then Troy had the idea, why don't we do our own podcast? And Joe was just like, no, of course we can't, you idiot. So it's like, here are the reasons why we can't do this. Money, time, no one will listen, blah, blah, blah. This is their dynamic all the time. Troy will come up with, the, with an idea, like a crazy idea. Joe will tell them all the reasons it won't work. And then eventually they come together and figure out something that, that they can make happen. Um, but, yeah, it was also, it was originally Troy's idea. But the nice thing is, Troy is, you know, he has editing experience. Joe is a, a voice talent agent. Uh, and he has, like, a real solid background in competitive speech. He's, like, a national champion in college at a, a, a debate. Uh, Grant is a professional audio and video producer, editor. Matthew's a playwright. And I've just been playing like role playing games since I was in third grade. So everyone had a it's a particular skill set that was fed into like make make this something that we could make sound really good. And then the reason that we wanted to do it the first thing we said like hey look if nothing else this will give us an excuse where we can tell our wives and girlfriends like we have to play this week. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's like at least this will give us an excuse to be able to play all the time and it worked so well,
0: well that's good i mean you guys you guys are going strong you guys have been doing a great job and i'm i'm happy to say that i don't think i was one of the first listeners but i caught on with a huge huge fervor oh that's great now you guys began with episode one of the giant slayer adventure path uh and that came out in what was it uh 2015 Yes. And that was the newest AP at the time, I guess. Is that why you guys chose that one? Or what was the the reason? I mean, I know everybody wants to do the Rise of the Rune Lords, but I think that's kind of like the the hallmark of, of Pathfinder APs at this point. So people would want to see or listen to newer or different pod, uh, adventure paths, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think, well, I mean, I would have loved to have done Rune Lords too, but I had already run Rune Lords. Or, or, or I was in, I was still in book four at that point. I still haven't finished it,
0: by the way. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I am, I give you guys props for going and still going through the giant slayer because most people would, it would peter out once it gets to a higher level of play that, yeah. you know, you, you would almost, all right, well, let's start, let's get some fresh guys or some fresh PCs, but you guys managed to do that with like androids and aliens and, you know, ruins of Aslant and, and the, uh, oh Totally forgot the other one. Help me. Uh, uh, Strange Eons? <laughs> that, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, that's, the one you came Well, you guys only, in, person, in, yeah. in my defense, you guys only played it once. Did you guys record that, by <laughs> the way?
1: We did, yes. Okay, good. And I know it actually, I've seen some of the footage, and it lo, lo, we did like audio, video, everything, and I've seen some of the footage, and my buddy who lives in L.A. is a filmmaker, and he came out uh, at last minute, to uh to do video for it and it looks incredible and hopefully that will be available soon uh it just because i can't wait to see it because it what i've seen looks looks amazing but yes
0: yeah it was a it was a really great time now when you guys put together your giant slayer who who how'd you guys come up with the decision who would be the game master
1: uh troy was like this is my thing like I, I really want to run this and I was like, yeah, cool. We're all just like, sure. Uh, Troy was already running us through Jade Regent and he was doing a great job. And uh, so it was just like, yeah, he's, you know, standup comedian, like great, really good actor. And she thought like, yeah, he's probably the perfect guy to like, if we're going to do a show like this, the GM really has to keep the the story going. He has to keep the the mood up. He has to, you know, it's just a ton of responsibility to keep it listenable and enjoyable and we figured that Troy would be the best guy for that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. When, when I saw him at the bootleg theater, you know, I I said, you know, I just want to tell you that I think you weave a very compelling narrative outside of the adventure path. Just, you know, like I explained earlier, just weaving all your backstories together and, and stitching it. I mean, it seems so seamless that you can't tell unless you've read the adventure path, which he always accuses you of having read that adventure <laughs> path. <laughs> you can't tell what he's added in or, or what he's you know, or what's in the book. He, you don't know where the improvisation begins or ends, and it's. I think that's amazing that he's able he, to do that.
1: Yeah, he has honestly done a fantastic job with that. Like he's come up with some incredible ideas because that's one of the fun things about a game like this. It's something you can't do in a computer game. No, like you can't. You can't. You can't. Inv- kind of involve your own creative story elements into like any kind of RPG, like on a computer game. This is something you can only do in tabletop and we want to take advantage of it. And Troy's done a really great job coming up with incredible ideas and working with us to kind of take our character backstories and like find, pick out like threads in there that he can, he can can weave into the giant slayer story kind of as, and yeah, I think he's done like a great job making it seamless and, uh, and more fun for us, too, because we feel like we're more actively contributing to this overall narrative. So it's, it's been great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very seamless. Now, as a, as a gamer, do you prefer to be the GM or do you prefer to be the player?
1: I, I prefer running the game. I prefer being a GM. Uh, I, I started out when I, was, when I was a kid. I was always a GM uh it's i love playing but yeah my my preference is to gm i like i like being able to play all the different characters like playing every other character in the world i love doing different like dumb voices and coming up with you know characterizations and everything i like being able to control the tempo and you know kind of uh drive the story that way uh yeah I get, it's a lot more work as i'm sure you know but yeah. it's
0: it's worth it now, as someone that's close to you in age, and I think this would apply to anybody that's listening to your podcast and, and their respective ages, I find myself drawn like to the things that you particularly say, like that highbrow humor. Does any of that <laughs> stuff kind of? It, it's really <laughs> oh, funny. Yes. Some of the shit you say, like I kind of <laughs> go back over some of the older uh, podcasts just because I, I I like to hear the audio. Actually, I like to hear how you guys have put together your audio, and the the you know you guys are. I don't even hear you guys editing. I don't know if you guys do that or not, but it, it sounds really, really tight. But I think at one point, you people were asking who they believed in God-wise, and Matthew had said he was an atheist. <laughs> and you were saying that that was a bold choice in a world that, what did you say, demonstrably has nothing but all these deities and and godlike yeah, I, entities.
1: <laughs> I, I said... Yeah, he said, like, I'm a uh, she's an atheist. It's like, that is a bold choice in a world in which gods demonstrably exist. Yes,
0: that was and beautiful. It,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. man.
1: Uh, <laughs> I still remember the look on Matthew's face when I said that. It was just, it was priceless. I just love it.
0: And that's the kind of stuff you guys really need to, like, capture the moment on. I mean, like, I, I work in a shop, so, like, I'm hearing, you know, guns going off all the time, but I've got my headphones in and, and that's where I get the bulk of my listening is through podcasts i I don't have the opportunity or the the time allocated to me to watch a video, but sometimes at night I would love to sit down and and see that kinds of stuff that's just that's really hilarious shit.
1: oh, it's great yeah.
0: <laughs> now with with your with the g c p running so many shows now, do you guys ever worry that the uh that your passion for the game might become like perverted you know or like where it becomes more of a chore than an enjoyment. Yeah.
1: I think we, we have worried about that. I'm worried more about, honestly, sometimes we're about Troy just because like he's working. Cause he's crazy,
0: because he's, man. He's he's a, he's, a, he's going to snap.
1: <laughs> yeah. I worry that he's going to snap. Cause like he's wor- he's doing so much. And just by the nature of him being the GM on two of these shows, three of these shows now, now three with strange eons. I just, that's just so much more work. And now he has basically gone full time on the podcast, which is which is nice. We can devote uh, a lot more time to that. But then he also just had a baby, so it's like yes, know, um, yeah. I, I worry about that, and like yeah, sometimes we're like.
0: But Joe um, just had a baby too, not too long ago, right?
1: Yeah, Joe had his second kid uh, about the same time. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I worry, I, I really worry. Check about
0: that milkman in that neighborhood, man. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Making like too many stops, in, man. They
1: live in different States. So it's, oh. <laughs> everything's, everything's fine. Assuming they don't have, I don't know, Amazon prime or something, but, uh, <laughs> uh there's uh, but they're there. Uh, I, yeah, I do worry about that. And like, but the nice thing is too, is because of the way we record, we tend to record in uh, like clusters. So we'll do like Two or three episodes in a sitting, and we'll try to like get, kind of press those together into like a little time frame. So we'll have, we'll play for pretty intensely for a while, and then we'll have a little bit of time off until we let go again. So like right now, as as we're recording this, we haven't played in ten days.
0: Oh wow! I thought which, mine had been a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's like that's that's the longest. I think that's the longest time that we've gone since we started uh and i really want to play again like it it was because
0: halloween though right
1: yeah it's
0: that's what happened with me too yeah
1: yeah that's the that and there's there's some traveling going on and stuff uh family stuff so you know but but yeah like right but that's nice because it like it keeps me the games are still fun like they're still just really fun like i'm really involved in all of them and it's yeah i still really look forward to playing myself so um yeah hopefully we can keep it fresh
0: yeah i think for like my fix my daughter wanted to play the other day so i was able to all right yeah you know we'll put together some characters for you and you know we started playing a little bit i think I, i posted something on facebook or whatever but yeah, she's like, yeah, I want some minis now. And she's all painting her minis. How, old is, How old is she's, she? She'll be 10 in uh, three weeks. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's it's great. like I already put my son through that. He's 17 now. He wants nothing to do with it anymore. Like, <laughs> great. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> he will be back. he will be back. Same <laughs> be, thing happened to me. Then, I'll yeah, nail I'll a D20 back. to his door. He'll be back. <laughs> that I'll throw him out. <laughs> yeah. But on a uh, personal note, uh, what is Skidmar like in life?
1: Uh, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm, uh, I've, I've been an actor. I was an actor for a long time, uh, until I realized that I kind of hated it. Uh, I don't like, I I finally realized like I moved to New York to be an actor and, you know, doing a lot of like off, off Broadway stuff. And I finally realized it's just like, I don't like this. I, I hate rehearsing. I don't like saying stuff that other people tell me to say. I don't like listening to directors and having to do
0: what they want. I can see that in you, too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say this. This is much more intriguing than what you wrote down here. I don't.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I would end up, especially early on, I would end up improvising all the time. I'd be like, I don't like that line. I'm going to say this line. And they're like, no, no, no. Say the line I was written. It's just like, okay, sure. And then i go up and just say whatever I wanted. And uh, they'd just get so mad, but at that time, it was always too late to like get rid of me, or whatever. But, uh, but then I, I got beaten down, man. I got beaten down. Everybody was like, "No, say the words this right. You gotta have respect for the authors." Like, okay, all right. And all the joy eventually got got sucked out of it for me, and I just started to hate it. And I was just like, "No, I'm done." And then we started doing this, and it was like, "This is what I wanted the whole time." It's liberating. This is Yeah, it's liberating because I'm contributing, like you're writing basically the story or co-writing the story on the fly. You've got your own character. You have your own say as to what, who they are and like what they want to do. And, uh, it's, it scratches like that, that itch that I had from as a kid, but without all the stuff that I hated about the, the business. So yeah, I'm really into that. And I lived in Japan for a little bit. Uh I was uh I'm from Colorado originally. My father's um, from Colorado. You like Colorado?
0: I've never been there. My father's from Colorado.
1: Oh where do you know where? La where, from Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. All right.
0: I don't know where that's at. I've never it's been there. Southern, it's in Southern Colorado. It's, it's, it's I don't wanna wind up like the Donner party somewhere out there in you know, <laughs> somebody's mountain. <laughs> chewing on my own leg because I'm out there by myself with a, trying to find a game to roll in or something like that.
1: <laughs> it's funny you said that because before we started recording, I turned on The Shining. Oh, yeah. It, it's on now. Like, next to me, I'm turning over. The, it's the bar scene right now. And in the beginning of that movie, when they're driving up to the hotel, they're talking about the Donner Party. And <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I mean... I, I love video games. Uh, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now. Uh, is that I've, any good? I love it. I really love it. I loved, I loved the first one, and this one is, is even better.
0: Yeah, I, I've been like a Dark Souls fan. I, I played all three games. I played Demon Souls. And it's funny because I, I beat Dark Souls so many times, but when they released the HD version for the PS4, Man, I am getting my ass handed to me. I don't know if I just my mind isn't there anymore or they <laughs> maybe I've lost something. I don't know. I'm afraid so wow. i go back I go back to Skyrim where I like could just beat up frost spiders and steal <laughs> yeah. their venom Dude, that's
1: more of my speed too. I'm more into the the Skyrim that kind of r p g stuff, but Joe and Troy they love Dark Souls. they love that stuff.
0: It's good i mean it's it's a it's a dark game. I like that in fact, it's like a I'm sure you, as a dark person myself, I'm sure you hear this plenty of times, but I think out of all your characters that you've played, you portrayed. I love Nestor coin. I oh, just, thank you. I mean, what you, <laughs> with the whole umlo thing, I, I don't want to say anything cause I don't know if people are up to speed, but man, I tell you that is beautiful. You know, I just, Oh, thanks Ben. He's totally my favorite. So thank you. I miss, I miss that guy, but it was also cool.
1: Yeah. Like I, cause I never played an evil character before ever. even in a video game, like I would always like pick all the like good paragon options or whatever. So I was just like, I want to give it a try. I want to see if I can make an evil character who isn't just like thwarting the party. He's a part of at every turn. I want to figure out a way to get him to work with the party while still being evil. You know? Um, so, yeah, that was super fun. That was super fun for
0: me. Yeah, well, it was very entertaining listening to the whole thing. It was uh, funny because like I was just looking through a book of mine because I'm like, you know, when's the last time I've been out to New York? I thought it was two years ago, but apparently it was three years ago. And uh, there's this place in Manhattan called Midtown Comics. Of course. Have you been there? I'm sure you have probably. Oh,
1: dozens and dozens and dozens of times. That place yes. is
0: beautiful man i i was it's great i was looking and i found Well, there's
1: a couple locations too there's a couple locations but
0: the uh oh there you go the martial law omnibus i was looking high and low for that i don't know if you've ever read that story i
1: haven't no i don't know
0: it's it's a dark humor i think you would really enjoy that that book who's the it is by uh mills and o'neill called martial law law okay look that up it's a uh, like a cop that cool. goes and hunts superheroes because he just thinks they're the scum of the earth, you know. He, oh, okay. you know, he takes out someone like that looks like Batman and someone that's uh, like Superman, and he deals with somebody that's like the uh, the Avengers who are in an insane asylum, and he's got to get into the insane asylum, and it, it's <laughs> totally funny. You would just dig this wicked dark humor. I think it, it's something that's funny. But the next time I oh, find myself awesome. out there in New York you know maybe get together and get a beer or something like that
1: yeah for sure absolutely
0: okay I'll be out there in a couple days no just kidding okay <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't have anything else to ask i mean I, I, it's funny because i had like a bunch of different questions and stuff that i wanted to go through and we just streamlined through almost everything in, oh, and, in and off the outline actually i, I did kind of have one i think we missed um now i'm not a proponent or a detractor from the fifth edition uh, it just so happens that's what we're using. Mm-hmm. But um, like when the Pathfinder Second Edition eventually comes out in its uh, complete form, do you guys think you guys are gonna move over to that or stay with your first edition?
1: I think right now my my guess are what uh, what we're what we'll do is if we have any existing shows like if Giant Slayer is still going, uh, Ruins of Aslan, the Rays of Lost Continent. That those we will keep the same rule set for those, but anything new that we do, if we do anything new, it will it would be in second edition. Okay, yeah, that's my guess.
0: Yeah, I, I was reading through their uh, the PDF that they had dropped, and just going through a lot of stuff, and I'm like, well, I know this is a play test, it, it's it's important to know that they bound this thing in a hardback book, though, you know, and that's, that's yeah, that's a. An apprehension of mine is well, I don't want to buy a play test. I want to buy the finished product. So I'm waiting to see what else they come up with and where they they modify certain things. But I've always, like I said, I've been a, big, a huge fan of uh, Pathfinder, mm-hmm. uh, and I just really like the mechanics. I don't want them to detract to too far and dumb it down. I know Fifth Edition runs smoothly and everything, but it mm-hmm. also seems like it's more of a like a light beer, you know, and yeah, path, Pathfinder is yeah. more of like a Guinness. You know, you've right. got the full body <laughs> to it. So I'm kind of curious to see where the, the 2E will, will land between the two. So,
1: Well, I told them, I, told, I think I told Mona, Eric Mona, uh, who's the publisher, I said, you, there is an inherent problem that you're going to face with second edition because you are trying to sell a new product to a, a consumer base that was, that was drawn to your product because they don't like change.
0: Right. Yeah. And they,
1: everyone who came over to Pathfinder wanted to do it because they hated, they didn't like fourth edition. They wanted something more like, you know, that they, that they liked before. So that is, that is an inherent hurdle that they're going to face. Now I, I really like what so far, what I've seen in second edition, I know they're going to tweak it a lot, but there's a lot of it that I really like, and I'm looking forward to the finished product. Like I love the three action economy, uh, I love the way spell casting works with like heightened spells, the kind of like kind of combines metamagic feats with like the core kind of spell casting components. Uh there's a lot of it that I like and I can't wait to see how it ends up. Uh, but I'm 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 definitely excited.
0: Well I'm thinking that might be the the end, the gateway for my group at some point down the line, if that's where they wish to go, because you know, I look at a lot of the campaign settings for that Wizards have put out, and and I'm not really impressed with them. Even though I've kind of picked them up over time, I just mm. it's nothing that I would run. You know, I I prefer to do yeah. my own homebrew stuff. But yep. when I look at the APs that Paizo have put out, it's they're strong, they're strong. Yeah, they're so.
1: so good. I just I love Like I love the settings so much. It's so rich. It has basically everything in it that you would want, any kind of tone that you want, like that you could find a place for it. And yeah, the adventure paths themselves are just, they're fantastic. It, it makes me sad that I know I will never live long enough to play through all of them. Like I have to kind of like pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's what I was great. wondering
0: how you guys decided, we're going to go with this path or we're going to do this AP. You know, it's like you have so many choices, it's like going to a buffet where you've got you know, ribeye, lobster, and you know, calamari. It's like, well, where do what do I want? I could only eat so much tonight. You know, it's like yeah,
1: yeah. You exactly. got to pick and choose, but but that was one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons we chose Giant Slayer. A, you're right. I think we kind of touched on this, but uh, it was the newest one to come out, so we figured the fewest number of people will have played it already and would be interested to listen to it being played. And B, it had that old school feel. It was like fighting giants. Yeah, Like we'd mentioned, like Against the Giants was just like, yeah, that feels like old school D&D. Like, let's do that.
0: Yeah. And I I totally get that the way you guys do your gameplay. And it definitely feels old school. Great. But anyways, I think that about wraps it up. If there's anything else you'd like to add or. I
1: mean, um, Yeah, we've got our live show, our second live show at PAX Unplugged uh, at the last weekend of of November coming up. Uh real excited about that. We're doing our second installment of the Strange Eons uh story. And uh yeah, check out our other podcasts, uh, Glass Cannon podcasts, Androids and Aliens, and our Patreon subscribers for five dollars and up can listen to the Raiders of Lost Continent uh podcast our playthrough of ruins of aslant which i'm running um so yeah com.
0: thank you very much skid i appreciate you, you coming on man that's awesome thank you yeah. and by the way yeah. i am your five dollar patreon all right good for you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not thank gonna you. stop man. all right uh, all right thank you very <laughs> much for coming on i really appreciate yeah, that no man problem. Thank you. I'm sorry, we had such a, a problem trying to get this thing, you know. And I got to be honest, I was so nervous, like a fucking schoolgirl, like. Oh no! <laughs> you know it's, oh, you know it's it's, <laughs> you know what it is is I just I really value people in this in this hobby. In fact, I wanted to ask you another question. I totally forgot about you know like have you realized how much you've legitimized our hobby, you know, and and us as gamers oh. the, that the podcast really has done an amazing job for that. And I mean, you just, you can't beat that.